And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello, and thanks for joining us on this Friday, January 13th, 2023, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian. Our digital editors, Daisy Thornton and Robert O'Shaughnessy. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, it may be the defense authorization bill, but veterans watch it closely. Plus, inside a brand new diplomatic office at the State Department. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Army's been talking for more than two years about the concept of a unified network to simplify its battlefield IT. Now officials are ready to ask for vendors' help to make that concept a reality. By this fall, the Army plans to issue a solicitation for a multi-year, multi-award contract to start implementing unified network operations. With an emphasis on modular, software-intensive architectures, Federal News Network's Jared Serbu's got the details on what the Army's looking for. The Unified Network Operations, or UNO, program is expected to be a significant IT procurement, although officials haven't yet disclosed any formal cost estimates. The acquisition process is just getting underway this week. On Wednesday, the Army published a request for information querying vendors about their capabilities, along with a first draft performance of work statement for the UNO program. The basic idea is to break down stovepipes on the Army's current battlefield network and reduce the cognitive load on soldiers who have to employ those disparate systems that make up that network. The basic idea is to break down stovepipes on the Army's current battlefield network and reduce the cognitive load on soldiers who have to employ the disparate systems that make up that network. The Army thinks it's made big strides in bringing new communications technology to the tactical edge in recent years, but those advancements have come along with a lot of needless complexity for end users. John Cantonitas is the chief engineer for the Army's Tactical Cyber and Network Operations Product Office. The problem with that is that the soldiers now have to learn different user interfaces, have to understand how that tool works, would have to reach for a tool because they want to do a specific function and they have to use a specific tool. Other problems, too, is that through CDs and emails, they may have to transfer information to each tool so that tool can work where they have to put in specific directories for that tool to work. That is not a vision going forward. That's not achievable. We don't want the soldiers to know about tools anymore. They don't need to know about tools. They don't need to know, you know, uh, I've got to use this, or I've got to drag this information over here so I can get my function to work. All they want to do is get through their task-oriented workflows make sure everything they can do is there. In addition to building a common user interface, the UNO program will need to tie the Army's network tools and their data feeds together in a way that lets new capabilities be added to the network without users needing to know much about what's happening behind the scenes. Lieutenant Colonel Keith Jordan is the product manager for the TCNO office. This is a software-centric program. The idea is we're going to move as rapidly as possible to design, develop, and incorporate new features and updates into the unified network. So we do have a, a, an original vision of getting to that endpoint management through a singular, simple-to-use interface where, just like we do on our, our iPhones, when there's an update pushed, you don't really see much of a difference. That, in, that interface through your phone stays the same. Well, for us, what we'd like to do is our soldiers will maintain that singular interface, even though we're doing all, maybe doing all sorts of things in the background. Vendors may bringing new capabilities on, we may be moving capabilities off, making security updates, but there's very minimal update and change for that soldier as we go forward. And that'll be a bit of a change versus managing all the stovepipe legacy systems where it's very heavy cognitive burden on our soldier 
And oftentimes when they're managing so many end user devices with so few signal soldiers, oftentimes we're not getting that best data and information to the commanders to make better decisions. So this is a way to help us do that. The Army plans to do that through a framework of microservices that connect the data its tools produce into a common data scheme, all connected through middleware to exchange information with a GraphQL server. Again, John Cantonitas. It gives us an infrastructure and an architecture that, that we can build on. Right? It's not an all or nothing thing. Uh, we could start slow with this, start integrating capabilities in, and, and as we grow, we start bringing in microservices, we start bringing in functionality to deal with very specific functions out of the requirements documents and the things that come up. And there are going to be a lot of new things that come up that need to be integrated and in, into the UNO program so they can be managed and provisioned and secured in a proper way. Once the Army gets feedback from the RFI it issued this week, it plans to issue a draft request for proposals in the spring. From there, officials hope to move fairly quickly and publish a final RFP by late this summer or early fall. The Army plans to structure the UNO program as a multiple-award IDIQ contract lasting for six years starting in late fiscal year 2024. The first planned task orders will be for the development of the middleware needed to make the system work and for that graphical user interface, including training focused on making the GUI easy to use. From there, the Army will move on to task orders focused on delivering UNO to smaller formations at the battalion level and below and developing an identity management infrastructure for the new program. First, though, the Army will need to get formal sign-off for each aspect of the UNO program through its requirements approval process. Much of that work has already been done, and officials expect the Army Requirements Oversight Council to complete the process in the next few months. But when it comes to requirements and funding for future years of the program, the Army's made some strides towards simplicity there, too. Just last month, Army Undersecretary Gabe Camarillo made changes to the Army's programming and budgeting process that should let officials move IT investments through the pipeline a lot more quickly, starting in 2025. Dr. Raj Iyer is the Army's Chief Information Officer. We've been stovepiped with our budgeting managed by a billion folks who don't understand the strategy and who may not, be, who not have the technical expertise to make decisions Starting in Palm 25, the CIO with the G6 and other stakeholders in the Army, we now lead the prioritization of requirements, the balancing of those requirements against available resources, making puts and takes as needed, rationalizing them, looking at divestment options for about 25% or about $5 billion annually of our budget. And that will continue to grow in scale in Palm 26 and beyond. What that means now is that we now have the ability to manage our requirements, prioritize them the right way, do the trade-offs and the balances, competing priorities and interests, that's threat-informed, and, and that's the way to do this. So huge, huge gains there in terms of making sure that we have the right resource management to go with this. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, inside a brand new diplomatic office at the State Department. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. 